This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. settlers in the western United States were faced with many hardships. The forces of nature, hostile Indians, and worst of all, the many outlaws who roamed the territory robbing and plundering the honest ranchers. Astride his great horse, Silver, the masked rider of the plains fought these criminals through the length and breadth of seven states. His courage never faltered. His strength was equal to any emergency, and in time he brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young, and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Sheriff at Pinewood and his deputy, Sandy Dunlap, were standing at the bar of the cafe when a thin, hollow-cheeked boy of about 16 or 17 walked up to them. Sheriff. Sheriff Fuller. Sheriff, the kid here is talking to you. Huh? 
with you, is it? Could, could I speak to you alone, Sheriff? What's the matter? It, it's real important, Sheriff. Something wrong, Bob? Well, not exactly. If you got something to say to me, speak out. I can't waste time on young sprats like you that thinks they got secrets. But, Sheriff... Just go ahead, Bob. Nobody's paying any attention to us. Unless there's something you'd rather I didn't hear. Oh, no, it ain't that. Well, same. then... Sheriff, if, if I showed you where you could find Nick Gage and his gang, would, would you see that I got the reward money? Huh? What's that? And you think you could make me a deputy, too? You mean to say you know where Nick's hiding out? Uh-huh. Where they at? Down by Muddy Creek, camped in the woods. But I ain't going to say no more to you, promise me. Promise you what? Uh, uh, about the reward cash and being made a deputy. Look here, young fella. Are you trying to make a fool out of me? Oh, what do you mean? Telling me you found them crooks when I've been searching the country for them for a month. But I have, Sheriff. Honest, I have. <laughs> hey, fellas. Listen to this. This is the best one yet. <laughs> the kid here says he's found Nick Gage's hideout. Look at this skinny run. <laughs> and he's got the crust to come here with a story like that. Well, that's Winter Brian's kid, ain't it? Does he figure he's a man hunter? <laughs> he looks like he'd be scared to come within a mile of them crooks. Honey, so. I did find him. How do you know the kid's lying, Sheriff? Oh, it's read all over him. He's just a no-good youngin trying to make himself important. But, Sheriff, I've been hunting them crooks all the time of late. I gotta get some kind of a job, and, and I figured that if I could find Nick, then you'd make me a deputy. <laughs> Look what wants to be a deputy. A deputy. <laughs> if he tried to tote a six gun, he'd break in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe figures on making faces and scaring crooks today. <laughs> I couldn't be a deputy. I can shoot and I ain't afraid neither. Sheriff, you gotta listen to me. We need that reward cash. I ain't got a penny in the house. We. We ain't hardly enough to eat lately. I suppose that's my fault. Well, of course it ain't, but you can you help me. You think I hear you talk that I was supposed to see everyone around here eat, besides doing my regular job? I never said that. I'm willing to work for what I get. Then get out of here and go to work. Yeah, there ain't no place for youngins like you anyhow. Then then you don't believe what I told you? If I listen to every idiot that comes along pretending to know something, I go loco. Now get out. All right. And tell your mom she'd better not let you out of the house no more till you're grown up. <laughs> It ain't fair. I, I was just trying to help it. They all just laughed at me. I guess you both... wait. Huh? Oh. You need food? What if I do? I, I ain't begging for it. Hunter won't help you. you. You was inside just now, wasn't you? Uh, and me hear what you say. I noticed you because you, you didn't laugh at me. Uh, me believe you. If, if you did, you was the only one. You cometh, Tonto. What for? Me give you food. Then we talk with friends. I just now said I wasn't begging. I don't want nothing I don't earn. You earn food, all right. And I wouldn't take no grub unless Ma got some. Her not eat? She, she ain't had much to eat lately. Then you come. We get food for her, too. And and you say you can fix it so I'll be earning it? Ma would never stand for charity. Me fix that. Gosh, maybe you're a redskin, but I'd say you're a heap whiter than them fellas inside the cafe. You've got horse? Yeah, right here. He ain't much, but he gets me around. Um, and you come. Steady, steady, feller. <laughs> Where are we going? We go camp. You lead the way, Injun. Get him up, Scout. <laughs> hey, sir. There goes young Bob Ryan now. Riding away with him. Yeah. Ain't particular what kind of company he keeps. Well, fellas, me and Sandy will see you later. We gotta go back to the office. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. So long, fellas. Listen here. Huh? You're taking a ride. A ride? Where? Down to Muddy Creek. You're going to check on that kid's story. But I thought you said you didn't believe him. <laughs> what else do you think I'd say? Why should we share that reward with a widow's kid? You mean I mean, maybe he told the truth and maybe he didn't. 
Might have been just his luck to stumble on something we missed. But that ain't going to keep us from cashing in on him. But so... Well, that ain't right. You're cheating the young one. Yeah? What if he does know where Nick Gage is? It's us that's going to make the capture, ain't it? Yeah, but then... And if you can't use 2000 in reward money, I can. Well, I don't like it. Bob should get a share anyhow. Maybe you don't like it. You like your job, don't you? Huh? Don't forget I made your deputy. And if I'm aligned to, I can get somebody else in your place. He let me go? I reckon you got my meaning. But well, I look. Just going to Muddy Creek ain't enough. Did you catch on when the kid almost let it slip? Let what slip? He started to say they was camped on Muddy Creek in the woods. He caught himself, but not in time. And what is there along the creek with woods that's big enough for crooks to hide out in? He must have meant the woods over north. Right. And that's where you're going. Now? Now. And you see to it, if they're there, they don't catch on, you found them. Uh-huh. Then get back here and let me know. I'll get a posse together and we'll round up them outlaws. <laughs> and after that, Sandy, you and me will split $2,000. Now on your way. I'll do it, Sheriff. But I still don't like it. Get up. Get up there. Ranger was away when Tonto and young Bob Bryan reached camp. But while they waited, Tonto prepared a meal, which the half-starved boy ate ravenously. Gosh, Jim, this is the first square meal I've had in a coon's age. Uh, uh, uh. You eat like you plenty hungry. I didn't only be hungry. It's the way you cook things, too. Golly, even Ma can't do no better. I say. What's the matter? I, I just happened to think, me eating like this and Ma waiting for me. You wait for friends. Then you take food home. But you ain't told me what I'm to do during it yet. Me telling you that later. Hey, here comes somebody. Ah, uh, that Tonto friend. But, but he's masked. Him not outlaw. No. Him work for law. Well, it don't matter to me. If he's your friend, then I don't care what he is. I'm fur him. Oh, 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 howdy. <laughs> this fellow named Bob. Bob? Bob uh, Bryan's my handle, stranger. Maybe I shouldn't have come here, but Tonto asked me to. He said I could work for some grub, and so... You know where outlaw hide. What's that? Him say them in wood near Creek North here. Bob, you mean Nick Gage's gang? That's right, stranger. I found him early this morning. I seen their smoke when they was cooking. That's why Tonto and I are here, to find those men. You, you ain't pods of theirs, are you? No, Bob. We heard of them when they robbed the bank at Ridgely. They killed two men in that holdup. They sure did. Shot them down without giving them a chance. We want to see them brought to justice. Well, they're in those woods. I'll give you my word to that. I told the sheriff in town, but he just laughed at me. Sheriff Fuller? Uh-huh. You know him? I do, and I know his deputy. Oh, Sandy's a good fellow, I but... saw Sandy riding toward town when I was coming here. Well, he was in town when I seen him last. And Bob, Sandy was riding from the direction of those woods. Did you tell the sheriff where you'd seen Nick? Well, I started to. He might have known the place I meant. The deputy was riding in a big hurry. But, but I don't savvy. If the sheriff thought there was a chance I was telling the truth, why didn't he say so? I could make a guess. Bob, when you spoke to the sheriff, did you mention the reward on those outlaws? Well, sure I did. If I found him, it was mine to claim, wasn't it? Tonto. Uh-huh. Do you remember the time Jed Crawford trailed Scar Nelson into this part of the country? Oh, Tonto member. See, I heard about that. Jed went to the sheriff and helped him capture him. The sheriff gave Jed the slip, caught Scar by himself, and collected the reward. Yes. There was a heap of talk about it at the time, but Jed couldn't prove nothing, so it died out. And it wouldn't surprise me if the sheriff were trying the same thing again. But gosh, I need that cash. You do? Well, you see, everybody claims I ain't old enough or big enough to do a man's work, so all I can get is odd jobs. And there's more to take care of it. Paul's dead, you see. I think I do, see. Me, me tell Bob we give him food to take home. And he'll have it. Well, not without earning it, I won't. You'll earn it, Bob. There's no time to talk about that now. But wait a minute, Stranger. The must have reached town by now. If what we suspect is the truth, the posse is probably on its way to Nick's hideout this very minute. If that's so, it's a doggone low-down trick. 
There's nothing to be done about it now. But there is. We're riding, Tonto. Uh, here's Scout. Well, what are you going to do? Perhaps I should let the sheriff get those men. They are wanted by the law. None worse. But, Bob, the law isn't going to capture them until you get the reward. Tonto and I are leaving. You take what supplies you can carry and go home. But wait. I'll see you again, Bob, and then I'll explain. Ready, Tonto? Me uh, ready. Get him up, Scout. I'll kill my Deep in the woods, Nick Gage and his band of outlaws had remained in their camp for several days. The men were getting restless, and one of them, a slim, hard-faced criminal called Lobo, spoke for the others. Nick, I'm getting tired of laying low like this. When in blazes are we going to ride again? We ain't riding until things quiet down. All that cash in the bank at Ridgely and no chance to spend it. How much fooling money is there around these parts? Well, Not enough to buy a sick calf. Except the cash we stole. What about it? What about it? Well, suppose you try spending any of that folding money within a couple hundred miles of here and see what happens. You'll have a rope around your neck so fast you wouldn't even have time to collect your change. The boss is right, Lobo. Maybe so, but I sure crave action of some kind, Jet. There'll be time enough for that. Me, I ain't got nothing against taking things easy. This just suits me fine. And this is as good a place to hide out as any. Maybe in a week or so. Yeah, what's that? Horseman. Riding this way. Roll out, you fellas. Hey, Mass, the Redskins. Draw your guns. There's just two of them. Draw your guns like I told you. Yeah, they're like maybe they're outlaws, too. You're covered. Run away, those guns. I've got to get out of here. Run away. Oh, look out. What's the news? There's a posse riding here. You've got to run for a posse. Don't stand there. Get your horses. What are you telling us this? What are you supposed to do? You're going to escape. If this is the truth, you think I'm not riding here alone just to trick you? But I don't. Mass Corbin's telling the truth. Listen. It's so. Get out and hurry. I'll leave the horses carrying the cash. Don't wait for your blankets for nothing. Come on, men. Toward the hills. Come on, The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, realizing that the sheriff would attempt to arrest the outlaw band led by Nick Gage and keep the reward for himself, warned the outlaws of the posse's approach just in time for them to escape. The posse, soon outdistanced by the fleet horses of the outlaws, gave up the chase finally and disbanded. But the sheriff and his deputy made their way to the small cottage where Bob Bryan and his widowed mother lived. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, that young whippersnapper to tip off crooks. Well, if he did, I don't blame him. And you're a fool. That's what thousand dollars for Cash that belonged to the boy, all right. Ah, cash that we would have collected. Sheriff. Where's that boy of yours? You want him, Sheriff? You just bet I do. Come on in, Sandy. Uh-huh. You said about him, he sounded like a good man. Oh, he is. Him and his mask proud both. I don't care what the sheriff says. What masked man is that? Well, I... There I was have... a masked fellow with Nick, Sheriff. Why, you sniveling little whelp. Have you got the infernal gumption to stand there and say that you didn't warn them crooks when you admit you talked to a masked man? I... You're going to jail for this. You can't arrest my boy. Oh, I can't, can't I? No, Sheriff, you can't. Why not? Well, I'll tell you why not. He came to us first with his story about the crook's hideout, didn't he? And after you laughed at him, he rode away with the engine. How was he to know the engine was a crook? He didn't wear no mask, did he? Tondo ain't a crook, I tell you. Tondo's the Redskins handle? Uh-huh. And his name's going on a wonder notice along with Nixon and the rest of them. And you listen to me, young fella. Yeah? I suppose if I jailed you for what you've done, you'd just lie out of it. As long as my deputy's been fool enough to show you how. Bob wouldn't lie about anything. Ah, you'd say that, sure. But like I was saying, kid, I'm keeping watch on you from now on. And another slip like this last one, you will find yourself behind bars. Just remember that. I've done nothing I'm ashamed of. And as for you, Sandy, I've stood for just about enough of your interference. Take my advice and start hunting a job punching cows. Because I'm giving you notice. And I'm getting me a deputy that knows when he's well off. The outlaws, safe again after a hard ride, had dismounted and gathered around the masked man and Tonto. Well, stranger, thanks for the warning. You sure got to us just in time. For a second, I didn't think we was going to make it. I sure hate to think what might have happened if you fellas hadn't come along. You might have gotten away anyhow. <laughs> I got my doubts. Now, seeing as we're all friends, how about taking off that mask and showing us who you are? That mask stays on. Shucks, what's the difference? You ain't wanted by the law any more than we are. I said the mask stays on. Just a second. Maybe you've misunderstood something. Yes? You've done us a favor by telling us about the posse. But don't think because of that that I ain't the boss. You're not my boss. Stranger, you better do like Nick says. It'll save you trouble. Now take that mask off. I'm going to have a look at you. You're not giving me orders. I ain't. How will you? Shut up. Be ready. Hey, what's Come on. Come on. Quick, shut up. Be ready. Here we are. Come on. Get out of Stop the fire. Come on, come on. Get up. Get up. Into effect. That's right. We've taken on a big responsibility, Tonto. We both want Bob to get the reward money. 
But after all, it's more important to bring these men to justice. Ah, so we can't fail now. We not fail. And we're safely away. We'll circle back and make sure we know where they are. And that's not hard. And you'll ride into town and I'll talk to Bob. Uh-huh. You know the place they call Corral Canyon? Uh-huh. That's where feller catch wild horse. Yes. The cowboys use it sometimes when they're rounding up Mustangs. Corral Canyon is really just a part of a larger canyon. Larger canyon is divided by a ridge that runs across it. I don't know that. The cowboys like to use Corral Canyon for catching wild horses because its entrance is so narrow that one man can block the horses from escaping. And the ridge further on is like a fence. Too high for a horse to jump. Uh-huh. I wanted to be sure you knew the place, Tonto, because success depends on having everything timed just right. That's plenty danger. Our plan is dangerous, Tonto, but it'll not only bring those outlaws to justice, it'll also see that Bob gets the reward money he deserves. Come on, get him out. Nick Gage led his men to still another hideout after the departure of the masked man and Tonto. But the Lone Ranger and the faithful Indians secretly followed the outlaws, marked their new camp, and prepared to go into action. To prevent any slip-up, they went over their plans once more. Then they parted, Tonto heading for town and the masked man for Bob's home. We see him as he reins in before the house. Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Bob. How badly do you want the $2,000 that's been offered for Nick and his men? Mister, I'd do anything in the world for it. I could buy more things and maybe get a few head of cattle and... Where is your mother now? A friend came by for her and she went to town. I see. Do you have a gun? A gun? You bet I have. I got two of them. There's an old sharp forehead for buffalo and a six-gun. It, it's the six-gun he was wearing the day he was killed. Then get them, Bob. Golly, is it going to be shooting? Shooting, but you won't be in any danger. As if I care about that. If there were real danger, I wouldn't let you take part. I'll get the guns right now. Wait. Yeah? I'll tell you what to do, Bob. And then you can get your guns and your horse. I have more riding to do and no time to waste. Go ahead. I'm listening. And, mister, if maybe I don't thank you and Tunnel for all you're doing in just the way I should, why, it's because I ain't got the words for it. Less than an hour later, the outlaws were aroused by the clattering of horses' hoops at the edge of their camp. That where we got the horses huddled. It must be. Hey, somebody's running off with a saddlebag that's got the cash in it. By heavens, it's a masked fella. Nick! Hey, hey Nick! Hey, on come on, a masked fella's stealing our cash. Get that barman. He's in the saddle already. Come on, Silver! Yeah, mister. And there goes everything we took from the bank. We've got to get it back. That poke had just one of the other times so he could locate our cash. And it was the biggest mistake of his life. Get back to the horses, fellas, and take after him. Oh, Meanwhile, Tonto raced into town and headed for the sheriff's office. Get him up, scout! Get him up! There's office! Oh, scout! Oh, oh, scout! Oh, oh. the fire gun! Low and hear that! Arrest him! Get him up, scout! He's one of them outlaws! Now we've got a chance to get him! I've got the dice and every man here! Come on! But that's the engine Bob said was straight. Sandy, you're still deputy to get another! And by thunder, you obey orders! Let's get going! <laughs> Masked man headed his great horse, Silver, toward Corral Canyon with the outlaws in full pursuit. Not too far, Silver, old fellow. We don't want the outlaws to get out of sight. Just fast enough to meet Tonto there. Come on, boy! 
whispering and whipping their mounts, the outlaws managed to keep the masked man in sight. He's heading for Corral Canyon. He wouldn't be fool enough to go in there. Maybe he don't know what it is. If he goes in there, we've got him. Come on. Hey, look. My heavens, he is going in. Sweep up your horses. We'll catch him before he finds his traps and comes out again. We'll just about head him off. This efforts ain't wide enough for more than one horse at a time. Stretch out single file. I'll take the lead. Watch out for the rocks on both sides. Can you see him? He's in here, all right. There he is. I don't pull up. He'll see it in a second. It's too late now. If he does, well, I'll be... The blame is just going to try and jump his horse across it. There they go. They'll break their necks as sure. Well, I'll be blessed if they didn't make it. Oh, 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 oh. I never thought that the horse alive could make a jump like that. <laughs> you know, for nothing. Look over there. He dropped the cash when the horse jumped. <laughs> What's that? Who said that? Uh, what's right behind us? You can see his head stuck over one of them rocks by the entrance. Well, going on your gun. We're cut off. Then rush him. Double force. That passes too narrow. We can only go through one at a time. But we can't go through one away. Our, our horses won't jump the ridge like the mass fellas done. We're trapped in here. With them rocks to hide behind, we can't even get a good shot at that blasted kid. Then we've got to rush him. I heard what you said. And that shot was to teach you a better tent. I ain't going through there first. I'm going to ride into a bullet without a chance of firing anything you can hit. And neither am I. Yeah, yellow coyotes. If you don't, then I will. Hey, Sheriff. Here's the cook you're looking for. I've got a pen up inside. The sheriff, the posse. We're coming in there, you sidewinders. And if a hand is raised to shoot, we'll blast you out of your saddle. You don't blame well. We can't fight you. Don't shoot us down. Keep your hands up in the air, you sidewinders. Well, here. Here's a whole bunch. And if you say Bob didn't learn the reward this time, I'll tend to you myself. I ain't said he didn't have it. Well, I wouldn't advise it. You mean I'll get all the 2,000 reward money? You will, Bob. Or I know the reason why. But all the outlaws ain't here. Who ain't? The red skin and the mask on <laughs> I don't know about the mask man. But the engine never even rode in here. He slipped off the other way. But he's part. <laughs> there he goes. He was just on the other side of the ridge all the time. Waiting to see if I'd get the cash out of He's the one who helped the Travis in here. And Nick, someday we'll get that fella. Not from the end of a rope, you won't. And by heavens, I will. No, you won't, Sheriff. But if you ever did, you wouldn't be catching an outlaw. You'd be meeting up with the finest fella I ever knew.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Horse for the speed of light, cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. After the Mexican War, the great Southwest Territory was ceded by Spain to the United States. But the peace treaty that closed the war brought no peace to the border. For generations, the Spaniards south of the Rio Grande and the Texans to the north remained enemies. It was the masked rider of the plains who finally made friendship possible between them. Outlaws from Texas who raided the Mexican haciendas and bandits from Mexico who rustled Texas cattle caused most of the trouble. And when the masked man brought them to justice, the way was open for a better understanding between the honest men of both countries. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading south for the Rio Grande. I'll close near the border. Hello, Silver! Away! The Rancho Sanchez property of old Don Diego Sanchez was famous for the splendid horses it raised. Horses, however, which were inevitably a temptation to wrestlers. At the time our story opens, Don Diego's animals had been disappearing a dozen or so at a time for more than a month. To prevent more being stolen and to catch the thieves, he called his son Antonio and several of his men together. We see them now in front of Don Diego's home. Pablo, si, senor. Tonight, Pablo, with many of you choosing, you will ride to the west. There you will keep watch over all that part of the rancho which lies between the Rio Blanco and the Rio Grande. I will do so, senor. If you discover the thieves, you will send one of your men to me with the alarm. You and the others will attempt to hold them. You understand? See. Si. Then go at once. Choose what man you will. Senor, no horses will be stolen where me, Pablo, keep watch. That I swear. Adios. Jose. You keep watch over our boundaries to the south. I give you the same orders I've given Pablo. 
Be on your way. I go, senor. And you, Manuel, finally to the east, I am trust to you. Take a dozen men and be gone. And let no thief get by you. They will not, senor. And me, father? Same, my son. To you, I give the hardest task of all. We will guard our boundaries to the north, where the gringos are. Hey, father, there are better men than I am for that. Men who know the country. And it is time you learned it. Have you gone soft while you've been to school with the Yankees? That is not true. I've been wondering. Yes? I sent you far to the east to school because I couldn't then afford to send you to the old country where I and my father before me were taught. But perhaps it was a mistake. A mistake? I never thought that Sanchez would learn to like the gringos. But you had done so. Father, there are many fine men among them. All gringos are cards and thieves. They've stolen our land, our home, our cattle, our horses. They have outlaws, Father. But so have we among our people. That is different. But is it? My son, you say you do not wish to keep guard. Is it because the thieves might be men from the north? No. Someday the time will come when all this land of ours, this hacienda, will be yours. But first you must prove you deserve it. I only ask, Father, that tonight you do not send me. You will go. But I said you will go. Yes, Father. And if a horse is stolen while you keep guard, you will answer for it the same as any other. I leave now, Father. Adios, my son. Adios. But that night, in spite of old Don Diego's precautions, a band of men crossed the Rio Grande, where it was shallow, and rode to the boundary of the Diego Hacienda. A solitary horseman was standing guard. Laughing, Dirk. Sure it is. Real polite. I'd like nothing better. Poor eye, Savvy, than to drill me. But try that on just once, mister. And that old man of yours that thinks he's so high and mighty, he's liable to learn something about you he wouldn't like. I don't know. Maybe I should have told him. You got hitched to Molly Gardner while you and her were both going to school at the same time? <laughs> he'd hit the ceiling so hard he'd go through it. He might take it all right. Look here, Tony. There ain't a man among us you're polite, good or bad. But the one he hates most is Molly's Paul. Yes. And if he even suspicioned the two of you was hitched, he'd kick you out of the family so fast your head would swim. You came for the horses? Of course. How about that? Down in that arroyo. But you'll have to hurry. Where's the fellas you pass in out with you to keep guard? I got rid of them. Tell them to ride toward the crossing. But they'll be coming back soon. Damn. Yeah. Take the fellas around them horses up. Get them across the Rio Pronto. Sure. Come on, fellas. Get up there. Get up. Yeah? These are the last horses you are getting. Huh? That's what I said. I can't do any more. Stealing from my own father. Just to keep you from talking. Oh, so that's the way it is, huh? Losing your nerve? I just can't do any more, Doc. I can't. You'd rather your ball was told about things? I... You'd rather lose this ranch you're going to get sometime? You'd rather take Molly and earn your living punching cows for 40 and pounds? It wouldn't be that bad. Ah, now, look here. Don't be a fool. Do like I say and you'll stay on good terms with your Paul. Is that so? Yes. And if you keep working at him, maybe one of these days you'll get him to look at things your way. Maybe you can fix it so he won't be so sore about you getting hitched to Molly. That's what I've been hoping for. If you ever get him to agree with you, then I'll stand out of your way. I see. But if between now, you don't do like I say, then by thunder your paw learn about you and Molly, and you'll wish you hadn't ever crossed me. I don't seem to have much choice. <laughs> now you're getting smart. You're blamed right you haven't any choice. Sam, are you coming? We're all set. You ready? Get them horses started and I'll be right with you. We're on our way. Come on, boys. Yes, Anytime you begin changing your mind again, you recollect what I just told you. I 
I guess. The next time I'm wanting horses, I'll be seeing you. Get up there. Get up. I learned more than I'd expected you, Tyler. Isn't that good? You were right when you suspected that Don Diego's son had something to do with a horse stealing. But I learned that he's helping the outlaws against his will. Oh, that? You know Jim Gardner? Oh, uh, don't know him. Daughter Molly was sent away to school in the East. While she was there, she must have met Don Diego's son. Oh. And now they're married. Mm, not bad. It is bad, Tyler. It means a dangerous situation. Men like Don Diego are proud, too proud. Isn't that right? They think that the Yankees are below them. Don Diego should learn of his son's marriage. It's hard to tell what might happen. Who steal horse? Dirk Spade and his gang. Somehow they've learned about the marriage and they're using that to make Tony Sanchez follow their orders. What you do? I'm not sure yet, Tonto. We'll turn in now and think about it overnight. Then tomorrow we'll see what we can do. But the masked man was not the only one considering the problem. All night long, young Antonio Sanchez fought a battle between his conscience and fear of his father's anger. In the morning, when he returned to the ranch with his men, he avoided his father. But several hours later, his decision made, he went to Don Diego. At that moment, Jose burst into the house. Senor! What is it, Jose? Ten horses have been sold. Tell me the best. Where? Right to the north, senor. Then I followed the Rio Grande. And there I see the tracks. And the tracks? Lead to the north. Gringo stole the horses. I return. I count the horses there. And ten are gone. Antonio. Yes, father. That is where you kept guard. They have failed me. Jose, get men. See if you can follow the trail of those gringos. When you find them, get those horses back. See, senor. We follow at once. All last night you stood guard and you saw nothing. Wait. The men who work for me for pay protect my property. But my son, my own son, you who should be better than them all, you failed me. It is my fault. You admit it? Listen, I have something to tell you. What can you have to tell me except that you did not see the thieves? But I did. What? Father, listen to me. Try to understand. You say you saw the thieves, but let them escape? And then you ask me to understand? But there's more than that. Yes? I did something for which you will be very angry. Go on. When I was gone at school, I met someone. Ah, you met someone? And this someone? She is... Columba! This someone was a woman. A woman of the Gringos? Yes, father. Now I understand. She was older than you. You made a fool of yourself. You... No, no, not that. Well, then? She is the girl you know. I fell in love with her. I still love her. I... I married her. You what? It is so. I've been afraid to tell you... I've been a coward. And because I've been a coward, your horses have been stolen. But but I am afraid no longer. This is too much. I do not understand. You fall in love with the gringo. My horses are stolen. You are afraid. Diablo, of what are you talking? Father, certain men found out about my marriage. They, they threatened to tell you if I did not help them take the horses. I have told you I was afraid, and so... And so you turned thief. I got nothing for it. It was only to keep you from knowing. A thief, a Sanchez, was married a gringo. Get out! Father. Get out! This is your home no longer. I am not your father. You are not my son. I shall forget that you ever have been. But wait, listen, watch you. Out! But... And if you return, I myself will take the whip to you. Very well. <sighs> Such as you should bear my name. I have not been a thief. But I have helped thieves. And for that, I ask your pardon. But you refused because of my wife. And for that, I shall never pardon you. (laughs) 
Leaving the Rancho Sanchez, the young man rode swiftly to his wife's home. We see him with Molly that evening in the gardener living room. Your father, he will not be back soon. He's in town on business. He won't be back till late. Oh, Tony, what are we going to do? You need not fear. I am your husband, am I not? I shall tell your father we are married, and then you and I shall leave together. I, I think father will look at it reasonably. Of course. But your father, he'll make trouble. Listen, I've kept track of what has been stolen from him. I know what he has lost to the very penny. But Tony... I shall get work. I shall save. And he will be repaid all of it. But Tony, you don't understand. It isn't that. It's, oh, it's simply that he'll blame father for our marriage and... He uh, can't do that. But I'm afraid. There is nothing to fear. We will... Oh! Master! Don't move. Who are... Tony, you know where ducks hide, Abbott? I do, but... And you? I... Tony, told me... And I... Tony, I'm giving you a warning. Who are you? What do you want? Don't go near that hideout. Dirk won't stand for it. You're one of his men. Perhaps. But Tony wouldn't go there. Would he if he thought Dirk was planning something against Don Diego? What's that? I'll just repeat my warning. Don't interfere. Wait, Don't draw your cupboard. So Dirk found out about the quarrel between my father and me. What do you think? And now he knows he can't give me orders anymore. I won't discuss that. But he's trying to frighten me. He's probably planning to steal more horses. He's afraid I'll spoil his plans. I'm just here to tell you what not to do. You've had your warning and that's enough. You're trying to frighten me, a Sanchez. But Tony, you're not going. I am. No. Dirk's a fool. He doesn't understand my people. He ordered me to stay away. If he wanted me there, he couldn't have chosen a surer way to bring me. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger told young Sanchez to stay away from Dirk Spade's hideout, the young man vowed he'd go in spite of the masked man's warning. But tell me, they might kill you. You ask me to stand by while they rob my father? I did that before, but that's in the past now. Please, listen to me. There'll be no danger, Molly. But I... I won't let them see me. I'll just go close enough to learn what they're planning. Oh, Tony, if you'll only listen. I owe my father this, Molly. Don't try to stop me. Of course. It's not far. I'll be back before you know it. Oh, well, if anything should happen to you... But what can? Adios. I'll, I'll be waiting for you, Tony. And I'll be back. Never fear. Steady. Adios. I knew I wasn't mistaken in him, Tonto. No. He's proud like all of his people. When he thought he was threatened, he reacted just as I expected. Not good. I didn't tell him that Dirk had told him to stay away. I didn't say that Dirk was really plotting against his father, but he thought I did. Not mm, clever. Now it's up to us to see that he comes to no harm, Tonto. Let's get to the horse. Me watching him. He'll lead us to the camp. Huh? And then I'll have a lot of riding to do, but Silver can make it. Not right. Get him up, Scout. Hail, Silver! Away! Young Sanchez approached as closely to the outlaw camp as he dared. Then, finding cover out of range of the glow of the campfire, he tried to overhear the rustlers' talk and learn the details of their plot against his father. But although he waited patiently, the subject was not mentioned. It's funny they don't say anything about it. I've got to find out. What was that? I thought I heard... You stand up. What? He got down. 
You stand up. You sneaked up on me. Uh, now, you walk that way. You're part of the gang. You walk. I'm going. Here, fellas. Tony, for the rest and hold a gun on him. We find this fellow back there. Him hear what you say. Me get him. You. What's that? Him hide there in grass. Me find him. He was hiding there, Agent. Uh, so where in thunder did you come from, Redskin? Me hear about you. Me ride this way. You heard about it? Uh. <laughs> well, I'll be doggone. I bet the engine wanted to join up. That's right. But look here, Engine. How'd you find this camp? Me follow sign. <laughs> Trust a redskin to read trail. I'll be here about you later. What I want to know is what Tony was doing here. You know why I came. Huh? Or you should know. Sending the masked man to warn me away. You should know I don't frighten that easily. What's he talking about, boss? Don't ask me, Limpy. You claim you didn't send him? Send who? The masked man that said you were plotting against my father. The masked man you sent to tell me you wouldn't stand for any interference. Are you loco? I suppose you'll claim you weren't planning to steal more horses. Maybe we was and maybe we wasn't. But what's that got to do with a masked fellow we never even heard of? But I was sure... Sure of what? From what he said, I was certain he came from you. That you were planning something. Mm, sounds mighty funny to me. I'll be going. Oh, no, you don't. But I... You'll stay right here. And you will answer some questions. Just how did you savvy where this camp was? I followed you one night. Figuring that if the time ever come, I didn't have anything on you anymore, you'd know where to send the law after me. Is that it? No, it wasn't. Ah, don't apply to me. Happen to know I ain't got nothing on you now. I heard about you and your fall. Then the masked man did come from you. I tell you, I don't know anything about a masked hombre. But I do know there's nothing that'd suit you better than to get even with me for making you help steal your pa's horses. And that's just why you come here. And someday I will get even. Yeah? Does anyone else know about this camp? You ever tell Molly about it? No. If you did... She doesn't know, I tell you. You'll be blamed unlucky for her if she does. Now you're staying here till I figure out what to do with you. Injun. Uh, Seems to me we owe you some thanks for finding the polecat for us. That's all right. Uh-huh. But don't get the idea that because you've done us a good turn, we're taking it your own word. Before you join up with our gang, we're going to find out some things about you. Mm. And don't you try to get away either. We're guarding the two of you till we find out what's what. Lone Ranger, watching Tonto enter the outlaw's camp, raced back to the Gardner Ranch where Molly was waiting for her husband to return. You again. Your husband refused to take my warning. How did you know? And because he refused, right now he's a prisoner in Dirk's camp. Oh, no. I hope you'll have the good sense to take my warning. You admitted your husband told you where the camp is. I... Well, don't try to help him. The law... The law can't help you. The sheriff's out of town. By the time you rode there and back, it might be too late. What are you going to do with him? What it you... isn't what I'll do with him. It's what Dirk will. Dirk. I've said enough. Stay here and you'll stay out of danger. I've told you what's happened to your husband. Don't run the same. Risk yourself. Oh, Tony. Tony, I... I've got to do something. Father won't be home and it's too far to town. Come on, Silver! He's gone. Oh, Tony, a prisoner. I've got to help him. My heart is saddled, but that man won't know. Read the gun. There's one on the table. There. Even if I can't help him, I'd rather face it with him than wait alone, knowing he's in danger. Stand still there. Get up there. Get along. Yourself, come to talk to you, Don Diego. Careful. Manuel, Jose, Pablo, come here. Don Diego, those men attack me. Your son may die. I have no son. That's your pride talking, Don Diego. I have you. You disowned him. You 
Send him away. All because of that same foolish, obstinate pride. I will think he'll see me right through. The next man that draws on me will get the same. Stand back. You, you shot the gun from his hand. You've got to listen to me, Don Diego. Your son is a prisoner of Dirk Spade. Dirk is a thief. The same thief who's been stealing your horses. Because Tony thought they were planning another raid on your rancho, he went there to stop them. That is not true. If they stole my horses, then they are my son's friends. They aren't his friends. He helped them steal from me his father. He married a gringo woman. He is no longer a Sanchez. He has disgraced our name. Your own words show why he helped them steal. He married the woman he loved. But knowing your blind prejudice, he was afraid to tell you. Prejudice? <laughs> All gringos are worthless. And so, because of your pride and your temper, you can do nothing to save your son from Dirk? He is not my son, I tell you. He can go his own way. I have nothing to do with it. And if you won't go willingly, you'll go by force. Let me go. Get back. This gun is aimed at your master. Get back or I'll pull the trigger. Now, Dundee, you're going to pull you. Come on, Silver. Senor, my men, they will follow. They'll follow? Damn the angle, that's just what I want them to do. I know, Silver. Hello! I've been thinking, Tony. Yes? Even if your paw did kick you out, maybe you can still be of some use to me. You want me to help you? Well, you could be handy in a lot of ways. And you might do worse than throw in with us. Why, you... Now don't fly off a handle. Just look at it this way. Your paw's all through with you, ain't he? And what if he is? Well, you've got to make a living. We don't do so bad. I am no outlaw. <laughs> You've acted mighty like one at times. Or have you forgot about helping us steal them horses? You know why I did that. You made me. Sure, I made you. Now, here's what I was thinking. Your paw's rancho covers a lot of ground, and he's got all kinds of horses. What's more, you know everybody working for him. And most likely, you savvy lots of things about them. What are you getting at? Just this. Knowing all them things, it'd be a heap easier for you to steal the horses and me. And you'd be able to pick out the best. You're really asking me to steal from my father? Made myself clear, didn't I? Now, why don't Here's you... my answer. You! You had that coming, Dirk. And more just like it. I was going to be easy on you. But now I'll make you wish you'd never been born. Get a hold of him, fellas. No, no, Molly. Well, I'll be... Oh, she didn't know where this hideout was, huh? She got gun. Don't you dare, Tom, Tony. I'll... You not shoot. Me take gun from you. Let go that gun. There. Now, me got him. Good work, Ingen. Molly, you should not have come here. Tony, I had to. You men can't hurt Tony. Let him go. He won't turn you over to the law. I promise you. You have my word. Please don't. Sir, what in blazes are we to do with her? We've got to get rid of both of them before they tell anybody else about it. Yeah, and maybe they have already. If they know about this place, maybe a dozen others do, too. Then we've got to clear out. After we've showed these two what it means to come meddling in our business. What are you going to do? You'll see. Grab Tony. I'll take care of him first. You can't. You can't. Let him go. I'll stay in his place. I'll do anything. There, I'll... Molly. Don't let them frighten you. Oh, Tony, if they harm you... They won't. Oh, the mask, man. Oh, surround us, Senor Diego. Father. Don't Diego. Fight them off. There's a gun slipping every man here. Make a break for it and Don Diego's men will drop you before you can draw. I give up. Don't you? Bless you. Oh, it's give me pleasure to shoot. Do you wish to fight? I, I ain't putting up no fight. But, Father, where did you come from? I thought that... Tony, I think your father understands things better now. <laughs> the masked man, he bring me here. He talked to me, Bori, first I, I would not listen. But then, when I watched you, my son, and heard... You heard everything? Everything. Uh, you refused to help these thieves. Oh. And more... Uh, this wife of yours tried to protect you. Because I love your son, Don Diego. You have the courage of a Sanchez. 
You mean... It will give me pride to welcome her into our family. But I do not understand. The masked man, he was working for Dirk. And then he brought you here. I, too, find many things in this I do not understand. Father, I... But I am content to thank the masked man for the more important things he taught me to understand in that place. That is enough. And, Father, if it means you've forgiven me, that you'll welcome my wife, then it's enough for me, too. I you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
fiery horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust in a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. his great horse silver, the masked rider of the plains fought crime and criminals through the length and breadth of the early western United States. The stories of his strength and daring have come down through the generations, for it was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear when adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! There's going to be trouble in Hillsdale! We've got to hurry! Hey, Silver! Come on! Ezra Pike, a wheat farmer near the small western town of Hillsdale, was eating his evening meal with his wife, Martha, when suddenly she pointed out the window. Ezra! Huh? Just look outside. Well, I'll be... More of them dead-ratted cowpunchers. Tramping down our wheat with their horses. And after you fence that piece off. Cut my fence, that's what they did. Well, I'll show them. Now, don't start a fight, Ezra. Where'd I put my gun? Now, here it is. Oh, please, Ezra. You want I should let them blasted come and get away with a thing like that? You can't fight for them. Now you stay inside and let me tend to this. But... Get out of there! Go on and get your horses out of my wheat! Hey, boy! Look what's waving a gun around! Careful, farmer! That thing will explode in your face and hurt you! Get out of there, you low dung coyotes! Get out! Who in blazes are you to give us orders? That's my wheat, them blasted critters of yours are stuffing down. <laughs> Now, ain't that too bad? Come a little closer, mister. There's something I'd like to tell you. Huh? What do you got to say? Just a little closer. I want to whisper it. That's it. No, no. I grabbed the farmer's gun, boy. Give me that back. <laughs> Let's see if he can dance as good as he can yell. Come on, mister. Dance for us. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't Here's another tune. <laughs> I'll have the law on you. I'll teach you. Ezra, what they doing to you? You stay out of this, Marty. Get back in the house like I told you. Can't you dancing already, I, Ezra? Shucks, you ain't even limbered up yet. Come on. <laughs> Ow! Who shot that gun out of your hand? I did. Mess! What's the problem? Oh, uh, he wants some Look out. Oh, 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 Shoot at this man's feet again, and next time I'll do more than pass your gun away. Now look here. You can't do it. Ezra, what are these men doing in your feet? Just trying to make trouble, that's what. We Get out, all of you. Trespassing on another man's property. He's just a farmer. Until the cattlemen and farmers learn to respect each other's rights, neither one will prosper. 
Those sides have been going out of the way to start quarrels. He's coming to us with a gun. You likely deserved it. Now get up. Uh, come on, fellas. Maybe we'll meet up again sometime, Mass Fuller. And if we do, look out. Get up there. Get up there. Oh, stranger. I suppose you're an outlaw with that mask and all, but you sure showed up at just the right time. I don't iron out our foes, Ezra. You can take my word for that. You don't act like one, and that's a fact. I was surprised to see the cattlemen over this way. I thought most of the ranchers were over toward the hills. Uh-huh. They are. A common ride here by here every so often going to town. I see. Seems like it ain't enough with wheat prices way down and old Thaddeus Gruber refusing to loan us farmers cash to see us through till harvest. But on top of that, them blasted cattlemen have got to be raising Ned. Thaddeus Gruber? Isn't he the banker in Hillsdale? That's the varmint. I've heard some things about him. Well, I'll bet you never heard nothing good. As a matter of fact, I haven't. What's been the trouble? Ain't no one told you about the way he's trying to steal our land? Steal it? Just the same as. I don't understand. Well, then I reckon he ain't been in these parts for long. I figured everybody knew about that. We were just riding through. Well, the banker's trying to make us all sell our land cheap. Because he knows that next year the railroad will be building through, and then all this section will be worth ten times what it is now. But there's nothing to make you sell, is there? Yeah. What are us farmers going to do if we don't? Right now I got about ten dollars cash in the house to do me till this year winter wheat is ready to harvest. Can't you borrow money on the crop? <laughs> That's just it. Can't borrow from the banker because the only thing you consider is buying at his price. Can't borrow from any one of the other farmers because they're just as bad off as I am. But some of the cattlemen must have money. To loan to farmers? <laughs> you must be loco. Besides, they ain't so well off neither. No? We did all right over here, but... Where the cattlemen grazed their critters, there wasn't enough rain fell this year to fill your hat. The grass is all burned off when they're doing their best to barley cash to see them through. Then your only chance is the banker. <laughs> Which is the same as no chance at all. He aims to have our land. He's savage, we gotta have cash to eat, so he's just sitting tight till we meet his terms. Not up. Uh, I've changed my mind. We're not riding on. Me <laughs> think you stay. Seems there's work for us to do here. Uh-huh. Work for you fellas to do? What do you mean? We're going to try to help you, Ezra. First, we'll call on the banker. But who are you? What are you? Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Tonto! Silver! That mask! Girlie, I must have been blind. Marty! Hey, Marty! What is it, Esri? Land sakes, what you so excited about now? Look, do you see that fella riding away on that white horse? What's he to make a commotion about? What's he? Marty, that's the Lone Ranger! <laughs> Come in. You wanted me, Mr. Gruber? You didn't hear him sit down, Lim. Sure. Seen him at the cafe. He said you asked for me. Yeah, sit down. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong, is it? You didn't do what I sent you to do. Gosh, how'd you know? If you had, you'd come right to my office to tell me about it. Well, honest, Mr. Gruber, I've done my best. Then what was wrong? Yeah, you know them cattlemen. I know how to handle them, if that's what you mean. Which seems to be more than you do. But I've done like you told me. I've been a week traveling around a different ranch. Ain't doing no good at all. I tried. It ain't that them common got any use for the farmers. Matter of fact, they hate the ground they walk on. As soon as I hinted you might pay them to turn their critters loose in the wheat, they started cussing you out instead. Yeah, the fools. They thought of it themselves might have been different. They ain't got nothing again driving the farmers out. It's just that they won't take pay for it. And, and what? Well, remember, it's them that said it, not me. Well, they it on with it. They said as how they wouldn't do nothing to help you out if they had to starve for it. They said that. Seems like you ain't any too well thought of, Ron. And by heavens, they will starve. I suppose they figure I don't know the range is burned up. I suppose when I ask a favor of them, they turn me down. I'm to loan them cash when they ask for it. I don't know. Well, I won't. I want them fool farmers out of this country before there's others from outside coming around and offering them more cash than I am. Sure, I savvy. Farmers having no cash, and I'll see if they don't get any. Uh-huh. But they're just stubborn enough to hang on long as they can see a crop ahead of them. But they won't be able to stick it out till harvest. Of course they won't. 
Didn't I just say I wanted their land before I have to meet the price of outsiders coming here to buy? Yeah, but... Look here, Liam. If the cattlemen won't run the farmers out for pay, then they're going to do it for nothing. For nothing? They're all the time fighting with the farmers, ain't they? Sure, but I... Well, this time there's going to be a fight bust out. A fight that's going to have every farmer around here so blame anxious clean out of these parts, he won't be able to sell fast enough. Say, Mr. Gruber, I bet that could be done. I know it can. All you got to do is stir up the cattlemen without letting them know you're doing it a purpose. Sure. Talk about how the farmers are breaking up the stock so his graft can't grow no more. Tell them the farmers grabbed off all the best land. Make them think they're burned out this year because the homesteader shoved them back on worthless range. Keep prodding at them. Get them to thinking all that trouble comes from the farmers. And one of these days, it'll be a ruckus busted loose. It'll tear the top off things. The way things are, all them common need is somebody to get them started. And you're going to be that fella. Here's some cash. Take them over to the cafe. Every time you see a coming, buy him a drink. Get him talking. And if you do your work right, before the week's up, things will be humming. I'll start right now. Give me that cash. This time, you're planning things right, Mr. Gruber. You can't hire cattlemen to do your dirty work. But this way, you can get the same results by making them think they're fighting for their sales. You want to get started. Sure. Now that you know how things pan out, Mr. Gruber. Get back inside. What the... Get back. Hey, man. Hold up. Uh, you can't get away. Hold up. Then let me go. You're not going to leave us by the warning. Which one of you is a banker? I am. And you're the man I want to see. I've heard some stories about you, and I hope they're not the truth. What right have you Listen got to... Listen to me. Is it true you've refused to loan money to the farmers? Yeah, what if I have? You won't give them money to live on unless they sell out that holding? I run my business to please myself. While doing that, you're forcing the farmers to lose everything they have. I've offered them a price. A price that's only a tenth of what they'll be able to get when the railroad is built. Well, they need my fault. You're a banker. Most men of your profession do everything they can to build up their community. But instead, you'd rather ruin the people of this district so that you can make an unfair profit. This is my bank, and I'll do what I want with it. And you won't reconsider? I not only ain't changing my mind, but I'm going to set the law on you for threatening me like this. And serve you right. I haven't threatened you yet. You won't get You can take this for a threat if you wish. You can't scare me. There's going to be justice done here. Your scheme isn't going through. How are you going to stop it? I don't know yet, but I'll find a way. Unless you decide to be fair. Get out. We're going. Come, Tonto. And if you show your face around here again, you'll be jailed. Don't try to follow us. Who in blazes was he? Gunman hired by the farmers, that's all. But what was it? doesn't more like him couldn't keep me from running my affairs the way I please. You hear that? They've gone. Which is just what you're going to do. Leave. Get to the cafe like you started to before. I'll stop at the sheriff's office on the way and tell him about the masked men and the redskins. Same's starting on the cattlemen. Mr. Gruber, here's something you can tie to. I'll get him started. And when the finish comes, them farmers had better watch out. Lem's efforts to stir up the cattlemen against the farmers met with almost instant success. The cattlemen, who felt themselves the natural enemies of the homesteaders, had been further embittered by the fact that while the country where they ranged their cattle was dry and parched, the wheat fields to the farmers had enjoyed an abundance of rain. But Lem, not satisfied until he'd spurned the cowmen to action, continued his campaign. Fill him up again, barkeep! Heck, the way I look at it, you cattlemen have got a raw deal. You think I don't know that? Then why don't you fellas do something about it? Huh? Maybe we will. We'll stand for just so much, Lem, and then the fur fire. Wheat where cows ought to be grazing. It's your own fault, Mort. Yeah? You cattlemen ain't forgot how to handle shooting irons, have you? We ain't. The folks gonna find it out right soon. Tom, you're the leader of the commons. Sure I am. And if you want action, it's up to you to start it. Tell the farmer! 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 Tell the
thunder. Run the corner, the top. They stole our rain. Drive them out with lead. Cattle stop. Cattle stop. Fellas, it's time we done something. And I don't mean tomorrow, I mean today. I don't mean with talk, I mean with lead. So get out your guns and oil them up. We cattlemen are taking back what them farmers stole. night's over, the common will be taken over. <laughs> and after they've taken over, <laughs> then I'll take over from them. <laughs> Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The cattlemen aroused by Lev Nugent prepared to attack the farmers. And the farmers, learning what was threatened, gathered in town to defend themselves as best they could. The streets of Hillsdale were loud with angry voices and the clatter of hoofs. Shadows between two buildings, the Lone Ranger and Tonto watched the gathering storm. Something's got to be done to stop him, Tonto. Uh, soon there'll be plenty of trouble. I suspect this is the banker's work. Not what me think. I noticed that man who was in his office when we called on him. Him named Lem. The past few days, Lem has talked with every captain who's come to town. Uh, and wherever Lem has been, there's been talk against the farmers. That's right. Trouble does break out. Many of the farmers will sell. Most of them are brave men, Tonto. Not as familiar with horses and guns as the ranchers are. They never stand a chance in the fight between the two factions. Uh-huh. There's Ezra Pike. He's the man we helped when we first came here. Him, good fellow. He seems to be the leader of the farmers. And there, a fellow named Tom Robert. The leader of the ranchers. Uh-huh. Get on your horse, Tonto. Uh-huh. What, what we do? Steady, Silver. <laughs> the fight is ever going to break out. Now is the time. Uh-huh. Ezra and Tom each represent their own side. 
They talk things so reasonably, there may be peace. Them look plenty mad. That's just it. They lose their heads, but they won't compromise. This whole town will go fighting mad. That's right. And that's what we've got to stop. And how to trouble starts, you take Ezra. How to do that? Now, say, Tom, get Ezra on your horse. Make him go with you. Uh-huh. Then head for our camp. Hey. Well, they're getting into a quarrel. Are you right now? That's it, Kimmel. I'll right. Come on, get him up. Go. Out of my way! Watch out for the horses! Hey, we'll get trampled down! Oh, oh, oh. Hey, what are you doing? You're coming with me! You too. Yeah. I thought you was a friend of mine. I'd like to be a friend to both of you. You got a fine way of showing it. Hold on. Well, look here. I've got you... a few things to say, and then you can both talk. But you're going to listen to me first. Well, Tom, you've allowed yourself to be used by the banker. He's trying to get the farmers to sell out. You and your friends are helping you. That's not so. You probably haven't realized it. You haven't allowed yourself to think it over. But it's true, nevertheless. But what's that got to do with me? Ezra, the homesteaders are at fault too. Perhaps not as much as the cattlemen. They've done their share to keep the quarrels going just the same. We're going to see if the cattlemen and farmers can't work together instead of against each other. Several days went by, and during that time, Thaddeus Gruber waited anxiously for the outbreak between ranchers and farmers that never came. We see him now in his office as Lem enters. I'm going to happen, all right. Can't you find out what? Nobody's doing any talking. That's what makes me more sure than ever that this fight ain't over. Yeah? It's when they quit shouting and everything seems quiet that things most usually bust loose. I've got to be more sure than that. Well, the cattlemen are dodging the farmers, and the farmers are dodging them. Yeah. It's sort of like fellas that are just waiting a signal to raise a roof. Well, if they ain't going to fight, I want to know it. And I can plan some other way to make the farmers sell. They'll fight. I got a notion the cattlemen are just waiting to figure the best way to start it. Uh, hear anything more about that mask failing this part? Nope. Just that they let Tom and Ezra go. Uh, they say who the masked man is? Tom said he was just some outlaw. Took him away thinking they had cash. Oh, that's Tom now. Coming here for a loan, I'll bet. Well, he won't get it. There's some others with him. All ranchers. Come in. Afternoon, Mr. Brewer. Can we see you? I ain't loaning no cash. That's not what I wanted to talk about. Mm, come in. Howdy, Lem. Howdy, Tom. Howdy, fellas. Howdy. Good afternoon. My time ain't to be wasted. State your business. We was just wondering if that proposition Lem put up to us some time ago was still open. What proposition was that? You recollect it, don't you, Lem? You mean, say, Mr. Gruber, about ruining the farmer's crops. Ain't that it, fellas? That's it. Kind of late about agreeing to it, ain't you? Well, things haven't changed none. You still want that wheat land, don't you? Mm. And it's worth cash to you if we run our cows over the farmer's grain, ain't it? Well, it might be. And for cash, we'll do that, say. Well, sure I save you this. First, when Lem asked you to do that, you got riled. Now you turn right around and ask me. Well, the fact is, Mr. Gruber, we just about got to do it. Got to? Uh-huh. We ain't going to have no winter pasturage for our cows, so if we're to pull through, we'll need cash. Which same you won't loan us. So we've decided to talk things over and get even with the farmers. 
and at the same time get paid for doing it. Then we're agreeable. You don't get the notion when that wheat lane's mine, you ranchers are going to get any good from it. Uh, we ain't figured on that. Cash is all we want. <laughs> then maybe we can make a deal. But there's one thing, Mr. Gruber. Hmm? We ain't going to do this for just a few dollars. You're going to pay us good. You're set to make yourself rich if the farmers sell out. And that should be worth plenty to you. <laughs> and we won't have no trouble about terms. And if you wouldn't mind putting it all down in writing... You're right. You think I'm a fool? I'll put nothing down in writing. I'll keep my word. Mr. Gruber, I don't think your word's good for a thing. Why, you... will take it. Because you know if you go back on it, your life wouldn't be worth a red penny. I won't, I tell you. Good enough. And it's agreed. The minute you fellas run your critters into that wheat, you'll get your pay. But if you're back out, you won't get nothing. Back out? Why, we wouldn't think of it. <laughs> Wait till the farmers see them cows. <laughs> Once on their land, the damage is done. <laughs> yeah. Now, how much cash do you men want? The deal was made, and Lem, as the banker's representative, went with the ranchers to supervise the roundup. But the cattlemen followed their agreement with the banker to the letter. Everywhere, throughout the scorched range, men routed out calves, steers, and doggies and drove them into one great herd. Get moving, you bastard of Come on! Move along! Get along with By twos and threes and dozens, wearing every brand known to that district, the cattle arrived from all directions. Cowhands raced their alert cowponies to keep the herd from scattering. Tom Roberts, sitting astride a bay horse, shouted orders to the crew, while Len sat beside him. Red! Get over there and ride point! Keep watch them stairs. Keep them from breaking loose. Come back, I'm telling you, this is a job. How soon you'll be ready to start to drive, Tom? We'll be on our way by noon. Oh, that ain't an hour yet. Just the same, we'll be ready. And Lem. Yeah? You tell the banker. He better have that cash ready. Because just as soon as these critters drive them through the farmer's fences, we're collecting. He'll have the cash for you. I'd hate to think what happened to him if he didn't. After all the work we've gone to. If you're sure you'll be started when you say, I'll ride to town. By the time we get Mr. Kluber and we ride back again, you should be most there. We will be. Well, then I'll get going and I'll meet you there. Well, get up. Get along now. The great herd was driven down from the hills toward the fields of green winter wheat until at last it reached the fences built by the farmers. Jack! Lord! Where is it, Oh, the fences cut. Cut the fences and keep them critters moving. When they get inside, let them spread out. Then go ahead and cut any other fences you come to. Right! Come on, Lord! I'll ride with you! Let's go! From the other direction, confident of success, the banker and Lem raced to meet the ranchers. There they are. They beat us here. Only there ain't no farmers around. Most likely don't know what's happened yet. They'll be along soon enough. <laughs> this is one time. Soon enough won't be soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Here, there's Tom Roberts. Tom! Hey, Tom! Oh, hey, hold up for a second. Hey, said it paid, didn't I? Taking the cash for all the ranchers? Uh-huh. You seem in a mighty big hurry to turn it over. Because I don't want the farmer seeing me pay you. Here, count it out. I'll do that. It's all there. Your word ain't keeping me from making sure. Uh, yep, that's it, all right. Well, then come on, Lim. We've seen what the cattlemen did what they promised. Now, let's clear out. Just hold on. Hmm? Here come some other folks I'd like you to meet. Oh, it's the farmers. Now, just with them. 
Let's see. Look, the masked man. In the ridge. You're all set, stranger. What does this all mean? Well, go ahead and finish the deal, Tom. <laughs> I'll do that. Here you are, Ezra. Here's the cash we promised you. Thank you, Tom. That'll come in mighty handy. Hold on, you can't. Is something wrong? Tom can't give that cash to Ezra. That's my cash. What's the Mr. idea of... You said you'd pay us to drive our cows into these fields. We did exactly that. But I tell you... There was nothing in the bargain to say that the cattlemen couldn't use that money to pay the farmers. Pay the farmers for what? For pasturing their cattle in these fields. <laughs> What's that? No one has broken his word. There's nothing you can object to. It was a trick. They tricked us. Our cattle needed fodder, and there's nothing to beat young green wheat for that. <laughs> and us farmers needed cash so that we could hold on to our land till the railroad comes through. But neither the farmers nor us cattlemen having the cash for what we wanted... Why, the masked fella showed us a way to make you pay the cost, Mr. Gruber. I'll have the law on him. But it wouldn't have cost you money if you hadn't gone outside the law to cheat these people. Why, well, you... Mr. Gruber, that ain't all the masked man done. Hmm? He showed us that sometimes it pays more for ranchers and farmers to work together than it does to be fighting all the time. Oh, you old do nothing of the kind. But I'll tell you what I would do if I was you. Uh... I'd pack my things and hightail out of here. Because after the things you've tried to do, I'm afraid you won't find the climate very healthy for you. If you savvy what I mean. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. A cloud of dust and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. 
The great natural resources of the western United States brought wealth to many of the early settlers, but their prosperity was only won at the price of hard work. There were other men who came to the early West who found the price too high. Outlaws and confidence men swarmed to the new territory, but in the masked rider of the plains they found an enemy who would give them no quarter. Astride his great horse Silver, he fought crime and criminals through the length and breadth of seven states, and it was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Now return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear when adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. As our story opens, two men, both dressed like Easterners, are sitting at a table in the cafe at Kimberley and... Uh, I tell you, Ransom, we should call on Mr. Faber tonight. This late? You realize what time it is? I realize this deal is too important to take chances. Ah, uh, what's the harm in waiting? If Faber out of bed now to talk business, he'd probably be so mad you'd spoil everything. There's $50,000 at stake. It won't run away, Bennett. No? What if Faber learns what his mind is worth? You think he'll sell for what we've been authorized to offer? How's he going to find out overnight? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Bennett, you're too nervous. Forget about it. The Blue Star will still be worth as much in the morning as it is now. And Faber will still be glad to sell out for 10000 This thing has got me nervous. I'd hate to think of what the home office would have to say if the deal didn't go through. <laughs> They'd fire us so fast we wouldn't know what struck us. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to let it bother me. Hey, drink up and calm down. Don't take things so seriously. I suppose I shouldn't. Well, here's to success. I'll join you, Matt. Ah, there. That helps. Ransom, just how did the company get on? Oh, Charlie Phelps tipped them off. The mining engineers? The best man to locate ore I ever heard of. The company sent him out this way to look over some of these abandoned mines in the quiet. He located several properties worth looking into. But he said the Blue Star is the best of the lot, and an absolutely sure thing. And Faber thinks it's played out. He hasn't an idea it's worth a penny. When Charlie investigated, he didn't bother with the main shaft at all. That old fellow's got an eye like an eagle and a brain to go with it. From the lay of the land, he saw where the vein might have cut off at right angles. How would he know that? Oh, something about rock formations and such. Stuff too deep for me. But anyhow, he took a stick and some blasting powder, went into a tunnel that had been started on the side of the hill before the main shaft was open. And there's where he found the gold. More than there was in the vein, Faber thought it played out. But his Faber is investigated for himself. <laughs> it isn't likely. They say he hasn't been near that property for months. And Charlie was slick enough to cover up anything that'd show he'd been there. I don't know, Ransom. I've got a queer feeling about this thing. As though it isn't safe waiting. That <laughs> again? But if you'll promise me we'll call on Faber first thing in the morning. I give you my word. We'll be sitting on the porch when he gets up. Now forget about it. Have another drink. Bartender. Bartender, two more of the same at this table. Golly. Ten thousand dollars. For the old blue star. Hey, Barkeep. Hold on a second. <laughs> you bet I want something. And by the eternal, I'm going to get it. Huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind, Barkeep. That's a secret. Here's for the drinks I have. Maybe I'll be in tomorrow and tell you about it. Hey, this is a double <laughs> eagle you give me. Hey, wait for your change. Keep it for yourself, Barkeep. It won't be long, so I'll be having plenty more of them. Good night. Too late to call on favor, is it? <laughs> well, when morning comes, maybe some slick Easterners will find out what too late really is. I'll stand still later. Fella, you're carrying me to Carl Faber's place as fast as them spavin legs of yours will get us there. Now get along with you. Get up. Get up there. (laughs) 
It was nearly noon the next day when Hank Dobbins arrived at the abandoned Blue Star Mine and reined in his horse before the side tunnel. Oh, oh there. Oh, oh, boy. oh. So this is where Charlie Phelps was digging around. <laughs> well, I'll bet he didn't cover up so as I won't find that vein. What the? Two horses. And gosh, what horses they are. Must be somebody camped inside. Well, I'll blame soon find out. Where's like my pick? Stand still, bastard. There we are. Now, if there's anybody in there, I'll soon show them whose property they're trespassing on. They're all going tunnel so low. Fellas got a stoop to get inside. Somebody there, all right. See some candles. Hey there. Whoever you are in there, your canton property belonging to me. Is that your mind? Sure is. And if you're outlawed, I got a pick in one hand and a shoot nine in the other. Well, you're not outlawed, Carl. What'd you call me Carl for? Doesn't Carl Faber own this mine? Not anymore, I don't. Not outlawed, huh? But you're mad. There's an engine with you. Me, Tonto. I got you caught. Put down your gun. We're not going to harm you. Oh, no, you don't. I ain't being talked into nothing. Hide your hands, both of you. I said put down your gun. And I said to raise your hands. Now, if you don't... Don't take that. Wait, wait, go. You, you get hurt. No, Kima Tommy. The gun was pointed in the air. Right, you. It was your own fault. You wouldn't believe me when I told you we weren't outlaws. You're mad. Never mind that. Well, anyhow, I ain't got nothing on me for you to steal. And I reckon what ore you fellas could pack away wouldn't amount to much. Ore? What ore? I ain't saying but it's clear enough what you meant. Wait a minute. I didn't recognize you at first. That's you, Hank Dobbins. And what if I am? I thought you were a rancher. What are you speculating in mines for? Speculating? <laughs> That's what you think. You said you bought this mine. I bought it last night. A car out of bed, brought up the papers, and the cash is to be paid today. That's called that speculation. Buying a mine that's been worked out. Say, just who are you? Why? Well, you're a master and all, but I never heard a crook talk like you before. And you ain't looked to see if I had cash on me. I told you, we're not outlaws. Who I am doesn't matter. Anyhow, you're dead wrong if you think I didn't tell you what I was doing when I bought this place. Yeah? This mine ain't worth no less than $50,000. And I got the word Charles Phelps to prove it. Phelps told you that. Just the same as. I don't understand. I don't, I've been in this mine several times and haven't seen any indication of gold. No one in the West knows more about mines than Charlie Phelps. He told you that he must have had something to go on. What did you see? Well, I, uh, I didn't see him exactly. No? But I got it from some fellas that knew about the report he made on the mine. Yeah. Give me that thing. Huh? Well, what are you I'm doing? going to show you something. This is the end of this shaft right here. If anyone had found more gold here, there would have to be some sign that they'd been looking for it. <laughs> well, look again. Except for the marks I just made, this shaft hasn't been touched for months. Everything shows signs of weathering. But, but they said Charlie blasted it and covered it up. You can see for yourself it isn't possible. I was in the main shaft this morning. You can take my word for it. There's nothing there either. Right. But they said that... They told you about Charlie's report. Well, they, they didn't tell me exactly. No? I sort of overheard them. You overheard two men talking about this mine, and they said Charlie Phelps claimed it was worth 50000 Oh, that's about the size of it. What did those men look like? Well, they were Easterners. One was kind of tall, with a mustache and a hooked nose, and the other was tall, too, but real heavy, and he... Hey. You've fallen for one of the oldest confidence games there is. Huh? Those men were Slick Allen and Tinhorn Taylor. They've tried this game all over the West. They served prison sentences twice for it already. But they call themselves Ransom and Bennett. Assume names. How much did you pay for this mine? Three thousand dollars was the price agreed on. But I ain't paid it over yet. And if what you told me is true, then I ain't gonna. Faber, of course, was working with them. But why didn't you investigate first before making the agreement? Well, the way they talked, I didn't figure I had time. That's part of the game, too. Well, stranger, I'm heading for town. I'm seeing the sheriff about this. And if there's any way to do a favor in them crooks, I'm going to be jailed. Mm-hmm. Maybe man. I have him too much sympathy for him, Tyler. He's playing that he thought he was putting something over himself when he bought this place. Uh, but him not pay cash. Him find out in time. I have an idea, Tyler. He will pay. 
And I doubt that anybody will be arrested unless we take a hand. What you told me, Hank? That's just what happened, Sheriff. Everybody knows Carly to be trusted. This ain't the first time he's tried to sell that worthless mine of his own. Carl's been mixed up in a lot of funny deals. Uh, Sheriff, get the truth out of him. You bet I will. Here we are. You inside, Carl? Just a second. Hey, howdy, Sheriff. Hey, what's all the crowd for? You back too, Hank? And back for a showdown. Huh? Uh, we'll talk this over inside. Here, Sheriff. I'd like to know what this is all about. Hank's got a complaint to make. A mighty serious one, too. Yeah? You sold me that Blue Star mine of yours. Leastways, you tried to sell it to me. Tried to? I did. I got the papers here to prove it. Gosh, he admits it. Does he think he can get away with a stunt like this? He's got more gumps than I give him credit for. You're admitting you sold Hank the mine? For $3,000. And Hank's to pay it today. Then I guess there's nothing left to do but jail you. Jail me? What for? For Swindon, that's what. You're loco. You just admitted it. You did? Well, I admitted I sold Hank the mine. I never admitted I cheated him. It's one and the same thing. Doggone it, Sheriff. Ain't there no justice? to be had in this town? You can't jail me without giving a reason. Hank says there was a couple of strangers in town last night pretended to be Easterners. What about them? I don't pretend they wasn't in town, Carl. Because I was tending bar in the cafe when they was there and seen them myself. And right after Hank left, they rode away. Why would I say they wasn't in town when I don't even savvy what you're talking about? They was your friends. It was them that tricked me into thinking your mind was worth something. Hank, why don't you confess you haven't told the half of it? When you came here last night, I told you right out you was a fool to buy the Blue Star. You said that to Hank? I did, but he wouldn't listen. I thought it was mighty funny him rousing me out of bed away to buy a wordless mine. I didn't want to be bothered, but he wouldn't pay no attention. I named 3000 as the price just to get rid of him. When he took me up on it, I was the most surprised man in the county. Well, if what you say is so... It is so. Ask ye there, late. Hank was so all fired anxious to get my mind, he made them come over and witness the deal we made. Fellas, is Carl telling the truth? That's the way it was, Sheriff. Hmm. What you got to say, Hank? All I got to say is Carl tricked me, even if I can't prove it. Just hold on. Seems to me, Hank, you was the one that was trying to do the swindling, coming here trying to take advantage of my ignorance. You never told me that you thought the Blue Star was worth so blame much. Well, Hank, uh... you've just wasted my time. But gosh, Sheriff, Come on, I... let's get back to Cafe. Not so fast. Huh? I aim to know if Hank's going to keep his bargain with me. Pay you that cash? I'll be a ring-tail-snorting maverick if I will. Pay you 3000 for nothing after you tricking me? What do you take me for? I take you for a poke, Ted, whose word ain't no good. Why, you... Both of you shut up. You won't make me shut up, Sheriff. I got Hank's signature here on the deal we made last night. He's to pay me $3,000 for the Blue Star. Oh, Sheriff, tell him he can't do that. Go on, tell him. I'm sorry, Hank. You mean... I've got a case again, you all right. It'd be for the court to decide, not me. But it might go hard for you. I get tricked. I get cheated out of 3000 in hard cash. And then on top of that, I can be sued for being tricked. If that's justice, then I'm a sheep herder. Don't blame me. I'm going to pay her out of you. I guess I'll have to. But, Carl, you'll get yours yet. You just wait and see. You get yours and you'll get a plenty. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. Hank Dobbins was forced to pay the money his bargain called for, in spite of the fact that he knew he had been swindled. Our next scene opens just outside town where the masked man and Tonto have halted their horses under cover of a grove of trees. It went just as I thought it would, Tonto. Mm-hmm. Hank wanted to get rich quick. Like many others, he was so greedy for a big profit, he risked his money and then investigated. Tonto, no other fellow would do that. Hank's not the only one by any means. And it's not going to be easy for Hank to get his money back. Mm, that'd be plenty hard. Slick Allen and Tinhorn Taylor, of course, are a long way from here by now. Nobody knows where they went. Mm. And without them, Carl's trickery can't be proved. But you've got plan. I have, Tonto. But you'll have to get that information I spoke about first. Tonto, get it. Then you'd better return to town right away. I'll go back to the mine and move our things to a safer place. We'll make camp near the marsh. There's plenty of cover there. Uh. You'll be able to find me by reading my trail. Now wait and camp until you've learned what I want to know. Tonto, maybe come back soon. Maybe long time. But you wait. Right. Now get going, Tonto. Get him up, Scott. Come on, Silver. The faithful Indian returning to town shadowed Carl's favor wherever he went. He saw Carl receive the money Hank indignantly paid him. He was watching when Faber retired that night, and again when Carl rose in the morning and left his house. It was several hours later that Tonto arrived at the masked man's new camp and... Oh, Scout, oh! Well, no, oh, Scout. Uh, it's on stage. Leave town one hour from now. What name did Carl use? Him sent a fellow named Bennett. Good. Here, Silver. Carl, you stay in camp for a while and rest. Huh? But as soon as you've slept, get back to town and keep on watching Carl. How to do that? When I've finished, I'll join you. Me not rest long. <laughs> you get back quick. Perhaps that would be best, Kimosabe. Now I'll see you again in about four or five hours. Uh, Come on, Silver. The stage leaving Kimberly for Westwood was pounding and jolting over the trail when suddenly the guard grasped the arm of the driver and pointed across the plane, saying, Milt, look over yonder. You, you see something? Looks to me like trouble. You see the fellow on the white horse riding ahead of us off? Gosh, yes. Whip up your horses. Maybe this isn't a hold-up. When you ain't sure of strangers, the thing to do is get away from them. I'll whip them up. You on, Blackie. Lay into that harness, Nero. Get moving. Make tracks, you critters. By heavens, Mel, it is trouble. Yeah? Hey, hombre, man. We're not going to pull away from him, neither. Mel, just look at that white horse stretch out. He don't hardly bother to touch the ground. They'll meet us, all right. Get your rifle ready. I've got it. Get up. Blast it, get going. Gosh, we might just as well be tied up to a hitch rack for all the good this is doing us. I ain't worried as long as there's just one of him. Don't run, What's he yelling? He said to stop the stage. Yeah, like fun we will. Get up. Get along with you. Come on, Silver. I'll draw a bead on him. See if you can't drill him. Yeah, I never even come close. How's that fellow name with this stage bouncing around the way it is? Pull up those horses. Get away from us. Get up. Get up. Go away or I'll fire again. Don't raise that rifle. I'll show you. Take this, you... Ah. What happened? You wounded my rifle. Smash my rifle. Now throw those horses. Not by a blame sight. Get up. Get up there. Get 
in his possession, the Lone Ranger raced back to town. There, timing his arrival so that he reached Kimberly after dark, he rode to the sheriff's office. Go, Silver. Go, Silver. Wait for me, boy. Hey, what is it? Sheriff, take this. I've got something to tell you and you ought to listen. I'll... Keep your hand away from that holster, Sheriff. Why? What do you want? First of all, that package there. Keep it safely. But that's me. I'll explain. You'd better put... You come quick. Fellow, how did you find me? Missy Silver, you come All right, Hunter. What in places is this? Who's that redskin? What's this package for? Hey, wait! Put that package away and don't let anybody see it. I'll be back later to explain. But you... Do as I say. What is it, Joe Sabi? You think Carl get ready to leave town? Leave town? I didn't expect that. Impact closed. And we've got to stop him. Steady, Silver. You hurry. Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Me not want follow him without you know. We won't follow him, Sado. What we do? We'll give him some orders. Then we'll see that they're obeyed. Uh-huh. Come on, sir. Come up, Scout. to you. How do you know I plan to go anyways? Tell us all you packing up. What if I was? Just this. You're not leaving town. You're staying right here. But I tell you... You make another attempt to get away. I'll stop you again. But the folks in town, they, they all figure I cheated Hank Dobbins. I've got to get away till things quiet down. So that's it. They've been talking, making threats. There's no telling what they'll do. You're staying here anyhow. No, you can't make me out. I'll make you two promises, Carl. Now keep them both. Promises? The first is that no one in town will bother you. I tell you The second I... is that the next time you try to leave town, we'll be here to stop you. Wait, wait. Now get you. back inside. That takes them... Now, Tonto, keep an eye on him. Going back to talk to the sheriff again. And when I return, we'll take turns guarding this place.
More than a week went by, and a dozen times Carl Faber tried to escape. But each time he discovered that either the masked man or Tonto was on hand to prevent it. We see him now on the evening of the tenth day as he peers through the window that looks out on the street. Too dark to see him even if they was around, blast him. It's enough to drive a fellow loco. Never knows where they are, what they're up to. If I could just get a clean shot at one of them and... What's that? Oh, the back door. If it's the redskin or the masked man, I'll show him. Done. There. Just one shot. Who's there? Take the redskin's voice of the masked hombres. Who are you and what are you... Oh, you double-crossing Slick! And here's Tin Horn. I'll take that jump. <laughs> You are looking for us, huh? Waiting to drill us, is that it? What's the matter? What are you fellas doing here? As though you don't know. Hold out our share of the cash you got and then pretend you don't savvy why we come back. That's not so. We've been I... waiting over a week for that cash you promised to send. And not a sign of it. You figured we'd be scared to come back here to claim it, didn't you? Well, this should prove different. I sent you the cash. Honest, I did. I sent it the next day. It went out by stage. Save your land for someone that'll believe you. But you gotta believe you me. You meet us with a gun in your hand. I can't figure this out. You I don't can't... need to. All you've got to do is hand over that cash. And this time we'll take all of it. Wait, I... You heard us. The cash, quick. Where you got it hid? Please, wait, listen. There's something wrong about this. I suppose now you'll say that Hank didn't fall for our scheme. You think we didn't hear about him buying your mine for $3,000? The news got around all right. Hank fell for it. Sure he did. I ain't claiming he didn't. I already told you I sent the cash. <laughs> it must have slipped your mind. There's only the thousand here I kept for myself. I can show you. Here, it's in my desk. Hey, I went... what's the matter? That window. There's someone outside. What? The mask fella. What mask? The fella that... Not just the mask man, you crooks. The law's here, too. Come on in, fella. Hey, you did this, Carl. Carl's not to blame. You trapped yourself. What in? Slick. Carl sent you the money, all right. But the mask man got it back and gave it to me. There, I told you. We knew you'd be coming back to find out why you hadn't got your share. And you crooks not only come back... But you said enough an hour here to send you to jail for a good long time. Slick, run for it. Take one step and you'll stop lead. And I'm just itching to pull this trigger finger. They've got us. But you fellas ain't got nothing on me. I can't help what they done. I just... You're in just as bad as anybody else, Carl. So stop your yelling. And give me back the rest of my cash. I got the 2000 the mask fell to give the sheriff, and now I aim to have the 1000 you got. It's in that desk. Yeah, it better be. I heard Carl say it was when I was uh, listening outside. But Hank, now you got your cash back, you'd better take some advice. Huh? Like the masked man said... The next time you figure you're going to get easy cash by making a fool out of some fella, be blame sure he ain't making a fool out of you instead.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!